Hey, what's going on, guys? My guest today is not only an incredible person and a great role model, um, but just a really inspiring person overall. I might be a little obligated to say that because she's my sister, but uh, most of those things are true. So please give a warm welcome to my sister, Sarah Flores. Chubby, welcome to the podcast. Why, thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. So, starting off, what is the name of this thing? <sighs> if you have any ideas, I'm definitely open because I've my list is up to, what, 50 names now? And I have nothing. Well, look at you, not being able to make a decision. To be fair, I thought I had a few good ones. And then I'd tell you about them or I'd tell mom about them or dad and one person likes it and then the other two don't. So... Basically, it's your guys' fault, but I think it'll happen. So what I'm hearing is you don't have a winner yet. None. I don't have the one where it's like you hear it and you're like, yeah, that's the one. I've got a few where it's like the floors files. I do like that one, but it's not like, oh, man, I love it. You know what I mean? See, now it's kind of weird because you invited me to do this thing with you and you can't even <laughs> properly welcome me, which well, is like tacky well nobody would have known that i didn't have a name for it yet but you said it so now it's out there well i was sort of waiting for this like hey welcome to this podcast so happy to have you sarah i will have that i'm gonna include it after or not after but like i'm gonna record it later like when i can make it super quiet and then i'll intro you you'll have a nice little intro probably not so nice now because you're fat <laughs> but it was gonna be super nice i was gonna be like oh my god here's my next guest is somebody that I not only admire and look up to, she's been a role model in my life, but now it's going to be like, oh yeah, my sister's coming on, guys, sorry. It's quarantine, we don't really have that many great <laughs> guest options, but it'll probably be okay. We'll just cut her off if it starts getting too boring. Wow. I'm just kidding. Careful, because I could totally tank this thing <laughs> on purpose. No, right? The first one and it goes down the drain. No one follows us. Okay, but... To be honest, have you really thought about how if this starts taking off and everyone loves it, but they actually love me? I was just going to say that, right? You're the real star of the show. Right. And then, then what like, are you going to oh, do? Sarah's got to come back because this kid cannot hold it down. Then, then I think you'd have to start a podcast. No, I think you'd have to start paying me to be on yours. <laughs> I don't know how to edit or do any of this. Exactly. Well, okay, so. we'd have to be a team. I think we'd have to duke it out. Again, you're going to have to pay me. Love and affection, that counts, right? Ew, no thanks. Brotherly love? Mm, no. A great sibling? You haven't been that yet. Wow, you're fat. Okay, I do have something that I actually do want to talk about. Okay. I, so I've been watching the news a lot, right, with mom and dad, okay. especially at night and stuff. And the other day, I think it was just me, I don't know what mom and dad were doing but i was watching the news right i think it was cnn or msnbc or something and the, it was like the first time that like i really noticed like they were like buffing up a story for people to see right and so it was a story about some document i think it was from johns hopkins or they said it was right and it said that you know projections with everything opening up that coronavirus deaths were going to be like three thousand a day of people dying and they went on for like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes talking about that and saying how messed up it was that everybody's opening and all this stuff and how, you know, who's going to sacrifice 3000 lives to open back up? Like why? And then for the last 10 seconds, all they talked about, or no, for the last 10 seconds, they included this little blurb. Like they just said a few words about it that, oh yeah, this document hasn't been verified by Johns Hopkins. It hasn't been verified by any agency like it hasn't it's got no verification they just found it somewhere i guess and they just ran with it and then after they include that little blurb they went back to say oh yeah but still three thousand deaths like that would be insane like we can't let that happen it was like what do you you guys just did this whole story on three thousand deaths a day and then you're gonna be like yeah but it's probably not true like we don't have anybody that backed this up but we're just gonna roll with it see so basically even the news is struggling during yeah, quarantine right but i mean how can you do that like how can a news agency do that like, yeah. what is that? Where do you get your news from then? I think that's the hard thing about 
current times is that where do you get your news and how true is it and where did it initially come from? I mean, yeah. If we want to start talking politics, I mean, we have a president who says one thing one day and then is recanting it or saying, oh, I was kidding the next day. And do you you think that that's a new problem, though? Or do you think that's something that's like always been around, but because of social media and because we have way more documentation of everything that like, okay, now you can get stuck if you throw something out there? I think now you can get stuck a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. But I would like to hope that not everyone is as Gullible. inconsistent mm-hmm. with what they're saying and the direction of things as many people are right now. Yeah. I listened to, I've gotten really into Radio Lab. I was telling you about that podcast. I listened to a story they did about this book that they read on the radio. I think it was in like the 60s. It was like a War of the Worlds or maybe it was the 20s or something. Um I'm going to butcher this. I can't really remember the whole gist of it, but they read this book, which is about aliens invading, right? On the radio and um, reading it on the radio and a ton of people tuned in and thought that like this was actually happening. Like the U.S. was being invaded and lost their shit and like were running through the streets and stuff. The news reported on it at the time the next day. And that's when the radio broadcasters were like, oh shit, like. We announced it at the beginning. Hey, this is a book we're going to read. But they read it like you would like a movie almost, you know. And come to find out a new, what Radiolab talked about, right? A new perspective on it was that it people hadn't actually lost it. Like a few people thought it was real, but not as many as they made it seem when the news reported on it. And Radiolab talked about how like the news blew it out of proportion and built it up into this story and said all these things that weren't true to try to discredit radio. Like they saw that radio news was becoming big, right? And so they've been looking for a way to kind of put radio down and be like, no, you need to watch TV. Like you need to get your news from us. This is real news. And so they built up that story. And that's kind of what got me thinking about that is like, maybe this has always been around. Like maybe... They always try to sensationalize a story just to get people to tune in. Yeah, I feel like that's a crazy thought, but it could very well be likely like that, mm-hmm. which would be crazy, right? Which I mean, is crazy. It's where completely would you, where crazy. Where do you get your news? Like, where do you go where you can be like, okay, like, what is happening? I don't want to bias you. I just want to know what's going on. Like, how do you find that? You know, it was interesting. I was talking to mom the other day about the news since Mm -hmm. she's been watching it so much quarantine. And she actually said that she really enjoys watching the news when she's in another country. So like when she's in Mexico and watching the news about the United States, she said that she feels like that's when she gets the most accurate news about what's happening here because they're saying it. They don't care if it's a lot of people or not a lot of people Mm -hmm. or how to make it look because they're just like, oh yeah, and the Americans are doing this. Yeah, like, it's like unbiased. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, maybe that would be good. Like start looking at some other country's news of us to yeah. figure out what the hell is What's happening. What's actually going on. I've heard that like um, the BBC is like good for that. Like, I've heard you, that too. Yeah, like if you tune into that, like you kind of get a better picture of like, okay, what's really going on? Or like an outside perspective, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I don't know. I haven't actually done that yet, but. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just all of our news is in your face. It's so easy that yeah. you're like, why am I going to go look somewhere else? Or it's on social media and then you're just bombarded with it. Well, yeah, but you're, I feel like you can't trust that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think a lot of people do, though? Yes. Like, do you think our generation is falling for it, though, too? Wow, I didn't really know you were going to ask such difficult questions. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> on, I'm not, speaking on behalf of our generation, yes, I do feel well, like we are struggling. you are, are the spokesperson <laughs> for the millennials. So I'm just, you're the expert. That's how I'm going to intro you now. Well, the millennial expert. She's come back to talk to me. I feel so honored. Like, let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that we're quarantined in the same no, house. No, no, I don't think so. Jeez, I don't know. Right? I think... Uh, I like to live in my own little world Mm -hmm. and I don't like to get too big picture because then you're like, like you said, like, then where am I going to get my news? Because I have no idea what's going on. And to some extent, I already realized that like, I don't really know what's happening because Mm -hmm. I don't really know if the news is accurate and I don't know what the government is keeping, but I think they're fully capable of keeping things. So I know that we're on quarantine. Like, That's one of the things I really 
like admire about you is you can kind of like block out all this information that like leads to a sensory overload. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you, you, are you still using Facebook or no? No. But you don't use like Instagram or anything else, right? Nope. See, that's awesome. I think that is <laughs> so cool. Like I want to do that desperately. I feel like every time I get on these apps, like I'm just, I feel like I can literally feel myself getting like bogged down. Like yeah. I just, it's not, I don't know if it's, it's probably, some of it's probably my fault. Like the content that I follow or something, you know what I mean? But I feel like in general, like you just, these like social media is like not, really good you know what i mean like i feel like it weighs on you a lot and you're just getting bombarded with all of this information that's you know way over here way over there and it's just like okay like where like you could be on facebook and spend like two hours on facebook and be like oh my god everyone's a racist or everyone is losing their shit thinking the world's gonna end and then you go outside and you actually talk to someone you're like whoa like this is what a normal person is like, like, oh my God, like, where was this on Instagram? Where is this on Facebook? Like, what, where are all these, the normal people at, like, or not even normal, but like views that like aren't extreme, I guess, in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, aren't like just like having a normal conversation with somebody and getting a feel for like, okay, this is, this is the general population. Like we all kind of get what's going on. We're all kind of like, okay, like there's some things we got to fix, like let's do better, but God, let's not burn down the society and live as monkeys in the forest. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like the baseline gets lost really easily Yes, on social media. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what you're saying about the news and asking questions. Like, if you want to think of, like, can people really be honest when they're reporting the news and how honest are they and what mm-hmm. is their level of even striving to be honest in yeah. reporting it? You can look at social media and say, like, well, most people that are posting on there aren't posting the entire truth. Mm-hmm. You posting, get like highlights. Yeah, highlights, yeah. the best version of themselves, or even a completely false thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people want reactions. And I think then it leads to like, well, of course, then the news is doing it because you guys will only look at, and not saying you or like, no, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. people in general right now are only looking at something that strikes them. Yeah. So then you know what do you do the news is in the business of trying to get people to pay attention Mm -hmm. what yeah what do they do and to be honest so you were sweet to say that you know you were impressed that i like don't have social media (laughs) what i realized about it too not only are you like bombarded with everyone's views and opinions and blah 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 blah, Mm -hmm. and not even really given space to form an accurate opinion yeah um but i realized like you get on there and you're literally getting on there and then time just passes it's and you're like, like, I've done nothing. Yeah, it's like you're shooting heroin or something. Like it's, you literally, it's like, I'll be bored. And if I've already worked through social media, like I'll scroll through my emails. And I think that like, especially during quarantine, like that has been a wake up call. Like, oh my God, like I'm addicted to this thing that's in my pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just, I'm scrolling literally just to scroll. I'm not opening any of these emails. They're like, I don't know, ads for businesses are just like, hey, I don't know, just random emails, you know? And I'm scrolling through them like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, oh, look at that one. It's like, what am I, what is going on here? I think that was, that was the moment over the past weeks where it's like, man, I gotta, I want to delete all of it. I think I'm just going to, from here on out, I think I'm just going to use it for like the podcast. Cause I just see, I mean, everyone that like you're close to on social media, like you could see them in real life or you could call them up and talk to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't need to, I just don't, I feel, I feel like I'm done with it. You know what I mean? I just like, cause you'll, like you said, you'll get on there and then four hours will pass and you'll be like, oh, I'm still on Facebook. Just scrolling. Like you don't hit the bottom. There's never going to be a bottom. So you could just keep scrolling. The, like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. Like you're not getting anything out of it. It's That's, not yeah. adding It's just value. a time suck. Yeah. Like you get, there's no return on the time that you invest in that. Right. It literally is just a pastime. Yeah. And I think it's hard for people because then they argue well what else is there to be doing especially like with quarantine but it's also like oh you could i don't know call someone that actually means something or have a real relationship with them and you know you don't i don't know i mean maybe some people get it on social media and they like connect and they use messenger and like it's like a great tool for them yeah but that's not me yeah (laughs) i um god i was thinking about it today that i haven't been like genuinely bored in years like since before i had a phone like 
when you sit and like you're literally just with your thoughts mm-hmm. like when was the last time you did that well i don't know well, you media, okay yeah so my bad happens ah, to me. the millennial is the wrong <laughs> you're the expert on millennials but apparently not on social media we're right. gonna need another guest for that yeah um but you get what i'm saying like oh I, yeah i like and i can still like distract myself to where i'm not i mean like you're saying i'll pull up emails because i think out of habit from yeah. when i used to have just a job that well no like when i had a job where people were constantly emailing me and i needed to have a response time of two seconds oh yeah 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 so i'll still pull it up and then i'm like oh yeah i don't do that job anymore like I don't, what am i doing i don't have to check my email so then i close it but like it's still kind of like breaking it's that like habit. muscle memory almost like yeah. the party's like okay we gotta we gotta check something we gotta scroll through something let's go yeah. yeah like oh you're just sitting here you should probably do something yeah i mean it's an adjustment even like so i've been on recent like job interviews and such like that mm-hmm. and I don't take my phone in because I don't need to. I don't have anything to do on my phone. I'm literally just sitting there waiting for a job interview. Yeah. But it's so funny to see people who are like scroll, like they're sitting in the waiting room and they're scrolling and I'm like, or you could just sit here. I don't know. Like maybe it's boring or maybe it's just, I find it like more peaceful. Like it definitely is. And if you take a second, like, like, and just look up, you'll be like, oh my God, everybody around me is on their phone. Yeah. Like all, even walking through the supermarket last time I was with you and mom, I made a mental note of that. I looked around and I was like, oh my God. Like they're pushing carts and they're on their phone. I was like, what? what oh is my happening? gosh. Speaking of that, when I was a nanny, mm-hmm. so I never had my phone out because I had just left a job where I needed my phone all the time. Yeah. So I was like, I hate my phone. Like I don't need it. So, which got me in trouble because then when the mom of the kids would try to get a hold of me and I was oh, like, oh, no. whoops. But, <laughs> I didn't have my phone. Yeah. But like I'd take them to the park and we'd be playing and I'm thinking like if there, if there were an emergency, like God forbid, like mm-hmm. I can call out to someone and be like, hey, you need to call an ambulance, yeah. right? Like, and normally I had it on me somewhere. It just wasn't on me. Like it would be in the... um the stroller for yeah. the kids or whatever and then we'd be playing. somewhere like close by, or in like right. the car or something yeah like yeah. if i needed it i can get it and if i needed to call like the the parents like i could call them but i'm just playing with them like yeah. it's totally fine but i would see other nannies and you would know who's a nanny because i started going to the park all the time blah blah <laughs> um but like they would be walking the kid pushing the stroller and they'd be on their phone or they'd have like music playing and have like headphones in mm-hmm. and it was like whoa you're getting paid and you're not even engaging with the kids yeah, like you like, literally how are you don't doing care your job yeah you're like on your phone you're not like you're yeah. not doing your job that's the reality and like you're not engaged and these people are paying you money and you're just like you're just I'm, it's not around. like it's a hard job anyway right like yeah. if you get along with kids and you're not an idiot and like can keep them safe then you're fine but it's like man like you don't even have the decency to pretend right? like you care about what's it's happening crazy, like, those are somebody else's kids exactly. and like they're trusting you hey i'm not around i need you to like watch my like my most prized and precious creations like i need you to just watch them and make sure that nothing bad happens to them meanwhile you're sitting on the couch on your phone and the kids are doing whatever you don't know because you're on your phone right and like i get that when like there's like you know, you have the 16 year old kid from down the street babysitting your kid one night. And like, that's no big deal. But yeah. when you have a nanny, my thought is like, you want that nanny, you're paying them good money. You want them to be adding positive value to your kid's life and helping yeah. them grow. These are milestones, like they're young kids. Mm-hmm. And you being on your phone is definitely not doing that. Yeah. So it's just crazy. Like, do you think that, I mean, parents must know that that happens to some extent, right? I mean, if the kids oh, are yeah. sleeping, you're on your phone, but do you think that they, like, do you think if parents, like, I don't know, followed their nannies or something or did something like that, like, they would be like, oh, my God, we need a new nanny. From what you've seen where you've been around nannies? Or do you think it's just like, that's just kind of what our society is molded into now? I don't know. With I technology. mean, so I had talked to the parent um, of the kids that I was working for. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, did you see, like, I see all these people and they're just not even caring about what the kid's doing. And. She was just saying like, yeah, I noticed that too. Like at the mommy and me groups and when I take the kids to the park, there's so many parents that aren't engaged. Yeah. And I think that's just, I guess, as individuals, we need to see if that's what we want. If that's what we want for the kids around us, whether they're ours or kids that we're working with, like, yeah, do you want to be that person that's disconnected? Because the kids in reality, like can't connect with you then. Yeah. Like, and then that kind of, that must teach them that same level of disconnect, right? Well, I think we see that because... Well, you know, kids today, like, can well, yeah, you talk, hold conversations? I think that's one of the reasons I want to do this is, like, I feel like the ability to speak to someone and not speak with the intent to respond, but with the intent to listen, I feel like that's getting lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, I think it's good. Like conversation and it's important. Yeah. Yeah. I and think it adds value. Yeah, it does. I think um obviously I've never been well, I was I wasn't a nanny, but I babysat when I was younger, you know. Um, but I think like it wasn't like that. Like we'd hang out, I'd hang out with the kids, you know, like we'd play video games or play tag or have nerf wars and stuff. And I don't think I really got the disconnect. I think the biggest moment was when I was riding the motorcycle. Cause there was one time, I think it was the only time I rode it in sack and I rode it like around the block or something. And you know, that stoplight that was right next to our house, like you pulled out oh, yeah. and then hang a right in the gas station was there. It was only like a block away from our house. Um, I pulled up alongside a car. It's a red light. And I look for some, I just looked over like I'm sitting back on my bike looking around and the lady next to me has a bong in her lap. She's taking hits. She's got FaceTime with a girl on like on her steering wheel, right? And she's signing to the person. So I don't know if she was deaf or the girl that was on the FaceTime was deaf. It was two girls. They're signing to each other. She's hitting the bong, driving. And I was like, that was the last time I drove in sack on my bike. I was yeah. like, I, like, I don't want to die for this because you're not paying attention and you're doing yeah. that. Like that was extreme. Yeah. I mean, how do you do that? I, it's speechless right? right like what like, do you even say like, to that and it's life altering right like nothing is worth it right and they one and second. they say that obviously like we all see the signs of like oh texting and it takes one second you could save a life don't mm-hmm. answer the text we kind of like blow it out the other ear, right you know what i mean but then there's just like that whole other level of like not only do you have your phone out but you're, you're doing, doing something like that i've seen people like things. when i used to commute in sacramento like mm-hmm. people would be like having a bowl of cereal they're holding it using the spoon or doing makeup right. in the rearview mirror and, and, and i'm like i know you weren't looking forward and then like they got their phone you're just like what is happening like you're gonna kill us both right (laughs) that's the scary part is like it's incredible yeah i don't think i don't think that really sets in until like you know somebody who's been in a crash or you know know someone you like heard of someone else that's close to you guys that was in a crash like until it hits home you know Mm -hmm. and then i think you're like okay like I can't do this anymore. I think it changes your perspective a little bit. Which, if you think about it, is kind of disgusting. Like, yeah, that it takes human that nature. to do right. it, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna keep texting until my buddy dies, and then I'm, maybe I'll wake up. Maybe right. I'll stop doing it. And even as bad as it is, like, okay, so then your friend dies. Like, how long do you really change the behavior? Yeah, do you go a month without texting and driving? Yeah, and then it's like, well, I've I can multitask. That's the excuse everybody loves to go to. Oh, I can multitask. I can do this. I'm yeah. still paying attention. Yeah, but. Are you though? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Have you, um, you are the only person I know that's worked, um, a lot with like special needs kids. Mm-hmm. Do they, are they as into technology? I mean, to some extent, right? They've got to be on iPads and playing around and stuff. Or are they more socially engaged than? Mm, again you're asking me to speak on behalf well, these of are all just these like thoughts. groups of people well, no, it's just like thoughts that i have and i feel like this is my outlet to get them out right now you know what i mean yeah no i um i'm trying to like run through so it's yeah, a not little to put you on the spot it's a bad. little different because i am with the kids in a school setting mm-hmm. so yes of course now with technology in general all the classrooms are using more technology. What their home life looks like, I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that a little bit now working for the schools and being on quarantine and who has iPads and how comfortable the kids are when I see them on like Zoom. Like, oh, the kid clearly knows what's happening and they're four and they're like, know how to operate this phone. Probably more than you do to some extent, right? right? So it just kind of depends. And I think that's more about family, just Mm -hmm. like it is with kids who aren't special needs. I think... Um, the kids with special needs that I've worked with are just like any other kids. Like you pull up uh, something and you, you show them like baby shark. They're still just excited. You know, they're excited. Right. Like, so they're not any different. I mean, people think they are and they obviously have different needs and we need to be aware of that. But in terms of like them being more or less drawn to technology, I think it's the same as with other kids. Mm -hmm. They, you know, kids, kids are busy and their minds are developing and you show them something that's flashy and enga- got colors right, that's and engaging with them like of course they want to see it. and something that's moving around like that draws kids attention anyway right like yeah whether it's a person or on the tv or whatever so 
Yeah, I think it's just I would how it goes. Yeah, yeah, I think it just depends on the family. And I think now more than ever, in my opinion, which limited lifespan, right? Mm. Um, is that it's really important as your like individuals or as a family unit to decide like how much you want that involved in your life. Do you think people are making that decision though? I feel like it's just like it's in most cases, I feel like it's just almost all consuming. Right. But you have a choice. I mean, you, you do, could, but yeah, you could but say if... no screen time or we don't do screen time at dinner or we put our phones mm-hmm. away at five or we don't check our phones regarding like, okay, my goal ish would be like once if I had a family mm-hmm. right now, like, and then I'm done with work at five and I don't need my phone for work, then I would put it away and yeah. then I can have it on so if someone called like a friend called and wanted to talk or needed me or something like i can hear it from the kitchen Mm. but it's not with me yeah like i don't need it with me i'm living with my family if i want to see someone i'll walk over to my phone call them and ask to and i'm not someone who likes to talk on the phone so it's not really a big deal like yeah i would just rather call and be like hey let's hang out like Mm -hmm. let's let's, go do something yeah let's go to dinner text you for four hours yeah i'm not that person like I I, i don't enjoy that so maybe i'm a little different but i feel like yeah like you have the choice you can choose to say like we we don't use phones after eight or mm-hmm. we, you know, we do family night once a week that we don't do that. Or my kids aren't going to use phones outside of school, even on quarantine. Like, and so it's going to be crazy. And yeah. I get like, obviously I have no idea what that's like. Cause as a parent, I can't imagine how exhausting it is to have your kids, especially now, like you're Home in the house all, all the, the time. time. Oh, yeah. And man. so much stuff like, so that's going to completely change it. And maybe that mm-hmm. will make us even more dependent on technology, which is going to be unfortunate in my opinion but you know i think when life is more normal you make that decision of how much you want those around you i mean and you make the decision to some extent about how much you want those around you to be on it because mm-hmm. if when i'm dating someone if they're texting while we're hanging out i'm like okay well we're it's obviously annoying, not gonna right? date it's anymore. like why are we why are we hanging out i mean it's different yeah. if like you're both like watching tv and you're both like messing around on your phones but like if you're like out to dinner or in a movie or doing something it's like we're like kind of engaging together like why what are we doing here you know what i mean and see and i'm probably a little more strict than you so like Mm -hmm. if we're watching tv and we're watching tv together then no phone you don't need your phone and if you have your phone then why are you hanging out with that person you're texting obviously you want to talk to them oh, like yeah but i'm also i like to talk to the tv so if you're in the room yeah you do I'm yeah talking. been there what do you think normal looks like after this you said like oh when things get normal like i've been trying to picture you know life after quarantine and i'm not really sure what that looks like yeah, I don't think any of us know. Right? I, don't I mean, even... technology was already so big, and now we're doing everything online. Right. Like, I was talking to dad, and I was like, do you think that, like, all the office jobs and stuff that weren't online before, obviously, but are online now, like, do you think they're realizing, hey, we can save overhead, we can save money if we just have these people work from home? Like, Do you think those jobs are going to come back, or it's like, why? Like, if you're just doing clerical work or... I don't know, off, just office work. Like, why can't you do that from home? Well, some of it, I guess it depends how much the office is online because mm-hmm. if you have physical files that you deal with, well, then yeah, like yeah. that job needs to go back as soon as it can because they need to actually file paperwork. Mm-hmm. But if everything's being stored online and more and more places are doing that, then yeah, more why people not? could start working from home. Um, or maybe like a work week where you go. Somebody was telling me the other day that their job is thinking about just having it twice a week you go in. So you do your work from home the other days and then twice a week you go in for a couple hours just to kind of finalize everything, put it all together, and then just all from home. Do you think that's the new normal? Maybe it'll be something that is... (laughs) (laughs) We just woke up our mom. Podcast got a little heated. Sorry, guys. Um. No, maybe it'll be something that companies start offering. like mm-hmm. As like you, an option. Like, hey, right. if you want to work from home, you can... Or maybe they'll just offer you more flexibility. And that would be a great thing, right? If that you, would be bad, right? Yeah. Like, if you could say you want to take a Friday off, but you're doing it from home, you know, you just see your kids a little bit more and then yeah. start an early weekend, I guess. I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, if they do studies or what that looks like of how productive people are. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people that are much more productive being home and in their own environment and in comfy clothes doing whatever they need to do. Or other people who are like, man, like I'm more productive when I actually get up and get ready and I'm focused at being at work 
you know, and mm-hmm. then come home and it separates my life. An article that scared me, um, I think I read it earlier this week, um, said, claimed that like people are actually working more from home, like instead of working their normal workday, right? They're adding maybe two or three hours during the week and then like one or two hours on the weekend. Like that's kind of scary a little bit, right? Because what if that becomes normal? And so instead of just your eight hour workday, now you're working like every day. But right? was, that, that, was that in relation to COVID? Because it could be a lot of people trying to... I think to, it, was, it was definitely in relation to COVID since everybody's home. Like it right. was just saying, oh, people are... I think it's because people were bored. Would, well, would have been my guess. It's like, right. oh, I might as well work if I'm just sitting at home. Like, Or get if caught you up figure like stuff is probably taking a little bit longer, maybe not so much right now, but especially in the beginning because mm-hmm. they're still getting used to like, how do I operate this Zoom meeting and yeah. how do I share and like... How do I put my files where they need to go. Right. And then it takes them longer to organize. But once you're used to being online, then I think it would be faster. And then you wouldn't have to. Yeah. And hopefully you would choose not to because yeah. Why? Yeah. Who wants to work more? Right. Especially if you're not getting compensated. That's Mm -hmm. that's how you get burnt out. So was it hard working with the school from home? Was that like a pretty rough transition or did you find it pretty seamless? Um, for me, it was pretty seamless, mm-hmm. but I know that it's been hard on the teachers a lot because their expectations have completely changed. Yeah, and I bet. especially working with like kids on the spectrum, the autism spectrum, you're trying to figure out, you know, how do we engage them and yeah. provide services to them remotely where they can't be outside. And that's a huge thing, like getting them to expend some energy and so teaching like self-regulation and how do we teach that through the computer. So it's like a little different um and i know some of our teachers weren't really up on like all these new yeah things zoom and right so then they had it maybe took them a little longer to learn and so that was kind of overwhelming but Mm -hmm. for me i've worked remotely or used a lot of like google drive and documents like that and uh you know so i i didn't have too much of a problem thing yeah yeah i'd imagine it's got to be i mean obviously it's got to be tough on the teachers well, and you got to figure too, like there's older teachers who they don't really Aren't need technology, tech right? Like they don't really use it in their class. They're old school maybe. And like, it's got to be a rough learning curve. Yeah. And then you have a lot of young teachers who I'm sure were like, okay, switch over. No big deal. Like, but my thought when I think about this transition to home, like I can't imagine what it's like to be having to work from home and have your kids and now you're trying to teach them. So you're like, supporting just them got way longer so long i don't know mm-hmm. why you have that kind of energy yeah or even for the parents that are like oh they're essential workers so they're still physically going to work and then you come home and you have kids that you're like i need to make sure they yeah what do you just, do if your kids are young and you've got to go to work like are you, do you just leave them at home i mean what what happens there because i can't imagine I people know. are i can't imagine daycares are open right now are they i don't know like, how does that work and i guess you hope that you have family i mean you have someone that can I watch guess, them. right? Because, but every day that's got to get tired for them too. Yeah. And what do you do? I mean, you don't have any options. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like, and if your kids are in, you know, it's one thing if your kids are older and they can, you know, you tell them Take they care need of to be. a little bit. Right. Yeah. Or even like they know how to do school. You're not really helping them in high school. Like mm-hmm. parents aren't yeah, really helping with point. homework. But if you're in elementary school and you are getting help with homework and then now you're trying to do the learning remotely and your parents working like then what you get home at five and you're trying to teach them what they were supposed to do during the school day. Like yeah, you've got another eight hours of work to do. Yeah. Like that's I don't understand. That, does not, that seems counterproductive. But I think there's there's schools that are obviously able to make the adjustment or changing mm-hmm. the expectations with the kids. Or, I, w- I wonder if it's easier. To, I mean, it's got to be easier to do that with high school kids. Just because the curriculum, I mean, like in a sense of the curriculum, right? Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Because they probably just have modules or something that they're just working through. And I'm thinking the kids can independently operate whatever. And they're tech savvy. So if they have problems, they can get a hold of it. You know what Dad was telling me tonight was that um, a lot of universities are being sued by students um, because of like the tuition and stuff, right? Like no schools are refunding i know my school is not refunding anything at least not right now i've been trying to get in touch with them but um like which i don't think crazy because you i feel like that i think it would be insane to think that you're getting the same quality of education you were getting when you were physically in class Mm -hmm. 
when that teacher was comfortable with that style of teaching and mm. then has suddenly completely switched. Yeah. Right? And then it's like, well, if I was going to do remote learning, I could have went to CR. For and half the price. Yeah. Like, so what are we doing here? And I on mean, top of that, the like RBI, which is where I'm going to school, they had no foundation for online learning. They didn't have right. any online classes. Like they, Luckily, they have a strong CS department and... I think they're the ones that basically built the foundation for all the stuff we're using right now. But I there mean, was a lag. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's so, still brutal. Like, right. I've got lecture videos. A, the audio is brutal. I don't think they've ever recorded any audio because it's, it's rough. So, like, I'm yeah. watching these lecture videos. I understand half of what they're saying. Uh, three hour time difference. You can barely get in touch with them over there because they, I don't know, clock out whenever they clock out. But it's right. like, and don't get me wrong, some of the teachers have been phenomenal i have a stats teacher who like gave us his cell phone his home phone he was like you guys can call me whenever i'm available i'm like we're all in this together i'm gonna help you out but then you've got other teachers that are just like yeah well i don't know kind of figure it out man like well and i'm sure you see it even like we talked about you know older teachers in terms of like elementary school and stuff but there's professors that are like i'm not i i'm teach a lecture for a reason yeah like and so like they yeah. don't they don't know how to help you. They're just like And if you've got five, six hundred kids in the class, like how are you gonna right. and they're all asking questions all the no like, way you're how gonna are you hand gonna, them their yeah. cell phone? <laughs> I had a teacher who for uh, it was like my data structures class, she we had a class of I don't know, four fifty or something, and two weeks into the semester she's like, Yeah, I'm done with email because it had gotten so backed <laughs> up in the first two weeks. She's like, Yeah, if you have a question, you need to ask me after class because I'm not I can't work through my email anymore because I can't get through it. You guys flooded it with so many questions which is like that's part of your job like you gotta right like you gotta questions. figure it yeah, out like come but, on think of a system or something but uh yeah like just no sorry no email so if you got a question come after class she did have um office hours like once a week but then a lot of it is ta hours so you've got these graduate students that kind of know what they're doing but kind of don't really know what they're doing in the sense of teaching you know what right I mean? like they get the material but they don't know how to they haven't gone through learning how to teach that to someone accurately. Right. You know what I mean? So then it's like you've got that and working through that online is it's kind of difficult. Which in our TAs, do they get paid? They're just volunteer? They're getting credit? Think, like what's that? I think that some get credit and I think some might get compensation. I think you can kind of pick maybe. Mm -hmm. Like you can get class credit or you can get compensation, I think. I want to say you can get some compensation. But it's like low you know what I well, mean? Well, yeah, because I'm thinking during this time, it's like if you have a bunch of kids who can't get a hold of the teacher and they're trying to get a hold of you as a TA, what's your investment level of yeah. being like, I don't need 400 kids harassing me. I'm exactly. still trying to do my stuff or deal with whatever that looks like at this time for them. Like, yeah. So I I don't know. I, I haven't tried to get in touch with the TAs. Uh, luckily, Thank God I made it through that without <laughs> having to reach out to them. I'm sure they would have been helpful, but well, you you might have needed. To yeah, reach I probably out, did <laughs> need to reach out. I just was like, I weighed the cost benefit. It's like I'd rather just take an L and not have to deal with that line. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can only imagine. I it's yeah, and the schools. I mean, they've got to be bleeding cash. I know RPI cut a ton of people and like furloughed a bunch of people because it's like we don't have any money and the campus is closed. So sorry, guys. Like. And we were already short-staffed. I know at the Mueller Center, uh, which is the gym where I was working, uh, they cut a significant portion of the janitors and stuff like a few weeks before all this blew up. So they were already short-staffed. Oh, wow. Yeah, the kids that were working there, the student employees, had to pick up some slack for that. Um, but our superiors were super awesome. Uh, Jen, who is my boss, and Steve, who's my boss, they were awesome. They were super helpful about everything. But like, they had to pick up a lot of slack too. They're like, listen, we're like, we're understaffed, guys. It's like, yeah. So I can only imagine what, you know, going back to these campuses after this is all over looks like. You know what I mean? Right. And then maybe RPI might have an online option after this if they got the foundation. I don't know. Like, I can't picture what it looks like going back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if, like, like you said, there's maybe more flexibility in terms of maybe they do now offer an online, like, they had to do all this work for it. Yeah. But... It'll be interesting for sure to see how be, things. Yeah. I mean, even the like, yeah, we can't really picture what it looks like full on reopen, but even the baby steps of reopening it seem crazy. Like, 
okay, they open the restaurants. Like, are you going to go sit at a restaurant? Yeah. Like, who who's all touching the food? Like, what is yeah, this? I mean, like? Like, yeah, right? Or like, are you going to go to the movie theater? Like, mm. You got to let a few people go. You got to let that first <laughs> wave go. And then if they make it out clean, then you can start moving in. Right. And but, then it's kind of like that catch-22 situation because it's like none of us want to see all these people lose jobs or like the economy not come yeah. back so you want to be kind of giving back if you can yeah but, but who's like, got the money like what well yeah. yeah and then if you do it's like okay so maybe i have some money still but it doesn't mean i want to go to the movie theater yeah like, i don't want to get sick so who, you know what, what do you I, do what do i do yeah what do you think of these people protesting to just open it all right now just open the whole country i think that's crazy right i think that i mean it, do they know something that we're missing or I, what's, I was watching the news tonight and it said, it's talking about the, I think 80 or 100 people were out at Del Norte protesting. Right. Just open it up. But I think you and I are lucky to be on the side that we're on where you can't imagine. Because can you imagine being a single dad who works and yeah, lost your job and really all you're true. trying to do is have money so you can feed your kid? Then yeah, you're probably going to be protesting of like, hey, open this up. Yeah. Like I need my job back because my kid doesn't have food and we're not going to have a place to live. I know. What are we doing to help those people? Like I, the twelve hundred bucks is that's nothing. I mean, I mean, one month, right? How do you? And I haven't like I haven't even gotten mine yet. So if I was living on my own and need to pay rent, be, I would be you didn't so have behind in your bills. Savings, you'd be screwed. I'd be done. Like it's taking so long to even get that little bit yeah. of help. That and all that interest is just compounding. So it's like what? I mean, I wonder how many businesses are actually gonna open back up after this, right? Because I mean, if you've got these bills and they're accumulating and I get that, like, I don't think they can evict you, right? Right, right, right now. But I can't imagine they're just forgetting the rent. So right, that's going to no. be compounded or they're just going to have that on the back end waiting for you. And it's like, what? I mean. Well, and all the people that live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Great. So you're Which not, is a majority of the country, right? Right. And if it's like, okay, you're not, I don't have to pay rent this month or whatever because we're in quarantine. But six months from now when I still don't have that backup rent. What? And I'm not working because nobody's going to my restaurant, so I can't make any money. Or right. nobody's going to the movie theater that I work out, so I just got laid off and all these jobs are cut. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a scary time. And I think that fear makes it that much worse because then people get frustrated and they get scared and you act out. And and the news isn't helping because you don't know help. what's going on. And like, it really is. I mean, as cheesy as all, all those commercials can be of like, we're in this together. Like, we are. Yeah. So I think it's important, more more important than being like, hey, we're in it together, da-da-da, you're not alone, when it's like, well, you're not paying my bills. But, <laughs> yeah, right? But like, yeah, like we all need to just have grace for each other and be like, hey, okay, like what can we do or how can we make this easier or yeah, like, yeah, how they started putting uh, the stuffed animals in the windows for the kids to see. That like, was cool. Great. That was like, cool. Go that's for a walk, you yeah. can see it. You're not spending any money, you, you're social distancing, you're not hurting anybody, just... You're going for a walk. You're getting exercise. Your kids are having fun. Yeah. I mean, like that to me, things I like that like, are cool. Yeah. That to me is more like, oh yeah, we're in it together. Like you could do something that can improve someone's day. Or I love like the people that have sidewalk chalk out and are like, thank you for the essential workers. Yeah. Or, or thank you for delivery drivers and stuff. Yeah. Like, thank you for doing that. That's and, so cool. And I only see, I've only seen one here in town, but um, I know down in Sacramento, there's a lot of kids that are graduating like high school seniors and stuff mm -hmm. and they have like their photo in the on the front lawn and so you can kind of see all the graduates and it says 2020 graduate from yeah, this high school that's or whatever. Cool. and that's cool because then you can like help celebrate that for them or just think about them or whatever like that yeah. kind of stuff i think is really neat and that to me is like oh Valuable. yeah like we're all in this yeah. trying to get through it not the whole like you know i wonder how I really want to talk to somebody who's graduating right now just to get their perspective and be like, okay, like, how are you feeling about like not being able to walk? Like, is right. that weighing on you or like, are you taking it into perspective? Like, okay, like, yeah, I don't get to walk, but you know, my family's not dying, not sick. Like everyone's healthy. Like I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So, like, or are you like, man, like. Well, it'd be interesting to ask too, because with all the colleges, right? Like you can't even get a hold of your school to ask them and you're a student about stuff. Yeah, but then like, them. but I mean, if you're applying to schools, like, are they accepting? Are like? they, yeah. Like are all the acceptance letters delayed until people are back in the office? Do they are you going to want to go to school in the fall? Or like, is that weighing on your mind? Are you thinking maybe I should just take a semester off? Like, what is Right. 
And I think uh, doing that, like, am I taking a semester online from the school I got into or am I taking the semester off because they don't really have that great of an online program? Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like? That would be interesting to That's ask. That's got to be too. hard. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I know RPI for their first year incoming students. I don't know what the admission process or what any of that looked like, but they held like, I don't think it was Zoom, it was like WebEx or something, some WebEx sessions that you could join, mm. but still then what? You're just talking to a person you don't really get to see the campus. Right. You like, don't get the feel of yeah. like, oh, it's and a if you've fit. never been out there, you're just talking to a person you're like, okay, well, I know they're trying to sell me on the campus and like the place, but I don't get to be out there and like see it and see what life on the campus looks like and what's the city what it looks like you Mm -hmm. know like i don't get experience here i don't get a real feeling of what i'm getting into you know what i mean right can't imagine that's gonna be easy no i think it's interesting how you know we are reality is like we're all experiencing this this covid situation and the pandemic but when you think about it like in terms of you know what each person is dealing with i feel like there's so many people in different stages of life that this pandemic is impacting them in so many different ways you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. yeah the kids that are considering going away to school what does that look like the people who were living paycheck to paycheck and no longer have a paycheck the people who are still essential workers and maybe they don't have kids so it's like life is pretty much normal like uh, other than you know no one's out or they're wearing masks like it's really interesting to think about how different this experience is for so many of us yeah you know what really um kind of broke my heart and like really put everything into perspective like a magnifying glass kind of on the situation i watched this video of this little girl she was probably like six or eight or so she was super young and um I think it was for a documentary or something, but she had this camera and she was talking into it, almost like a documentary kind of thing. And she started off with her in her house and she's like, I'm showing off my house. Like, this is our living room. This is our kitchen. And all it is, her living room is incredibly small. It's concrete floor, four walls and a ceiling. And then she goes into her living room. It's an even smaller space with four walls, no ceiling, just a blue tarp, like a tarp over it. And, you know, there's a kid sleeping in a little bedroom on a little tiny bed. And she's like, yeah, this is where me and all my siblings sleep. My brother's sleeping here right now. I don't want to wake him. And she walks out. And it was like a refugee camp that she was staying at, right? And it must have been in some Middle Eastern country. And she's walking around her camp. And she's like, "She's," she said, "Um, every day I go get water from the watering station with my cousin. And her cousin's got to be I don't know, three, like barely able to walk. So she holds her hands and they're walking. They're filling up buckets to take back because that's their only water. So they have to go to this watering station and they stop at the bathroom and she goes to the bathroom in a little like porta potty looking thing. And then it cuts to her washing her hands. And she's like, we don't have soap here, but we make sure to wash our hands really well because we don't want to get coronavirus. And this shit broke my heart. And she, it continues on. They get the water. They go back to her house and her cousin shows up and she's like, oh, my cousin brought us food and it's just vegetables, right? And they had like a little fire and they boiled the vegetables in water and that's what they're eating. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, I mean, we're over here. People are complaining because they can't get haircuts, which I get, like jobs, like you right. want the economy. I get it. But like seeing that little girl and she's, I mean, that shit broke my heart. I was like, what? Like, we uh, we are, we should be so thankful for everything that we have. And I'm sure so many people are. But it's just like, there is always someone who has it worse, man. And seeing that it breaks your heart. Like, yeah. we're, we get to go to sleep tonight in our beds. Um, we have lights got, on. <laughs> we've got lights on. We've got heat. We've got blankets. Like, we've got running water. We literally have drinkable water that we go to the bathroom in and flush it <laughs> right i mean i don't yeah. have to walk five miles to go get a drink yeah. of water. i mean it's it was it was it was insane it was really insane yeah and i was just thinking about that and i was like it i think it opened my eyes a lot more it's like just every like it put a magnifying glass on the situation and like what it could be you know what i mean yeah, yeah that's heartbreaking just hearing about it i mean 
I'm still listening. I was just making sure that was still recording. I saw the screen go off and I was like, oh no, we just lost all of it. But it's it's still recording. It's doing a good job in the background. Oh, uh, the uh, struggle. Uh, this first uh, podcast. I know. Thank you for being on. Really, I really do. I'm having a lot of fun with this. Good. I'm too. I'm excited for you. Yeah. It's good but to see you so excited. And I think it'll be, I think this will be, um, even if no one listens, like that's not the point is other people listening. Like this is really for me, like, I want to have these conversations. I want to, I felt like I was like getting closed off, especially with the social media thing. I felt like I was consuming all this negative content and it was just like, you know, like the bubble effect where if you're in a group of people and you all believe the same thing, it reinforces that. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was just getting bombarded with all this information and I couldn't find out what was me and what was just out there and stuff. Right. I feel like this is going to be a great tool to talk to people and you know, grow as a person. I get, I mean, I know that sounds yeah, cheesy, but no. just like, and being able to process and yeah, and just, just have like thoughts through outlet. and like bounce yeah. off and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? And you might be like, Oh, that is insane. And I'm like, yeah, saying it out loud. It does kind of sound <laughs> crazy. That but is helpful. Yeah. Just getting it out there and stuff. I think is yeah, good. I'm, I'm excited like, for you. Yeah. But God, um, yeah, I can't get that little girl out of my head. What was it? for i mean was I it wish, to I get wish i would have known i didn't i was just scrolling um which is, i think it was on facebook and i was just scrolling through some videos um it was when i was actually looking up videos to edit audio and i just went down a wormhole i was watching all these other right. videos and then it that one popped up and it'd be interesting to see just what I've been thinking about. So I am fortunate enough to still be getting a paycheck mm-hmm. and working remotely and very thankful for that. And so I feel like, okay, I have money when other people don't. Like how how can I help or who do I help or like how do I get money to the people who, you know, don't have money for food this month and in our town? Like how do I do that? And so that's kind of what's been weighing on me this last week of like, okay, I got my paycheck and you know, my student loans, I don't have to pay this month because of all this stuff. So, you know, I've got a spare 200 bucks that I pay towards that. Like mm-hmm. I, I would like to be able to give that to a family locally who, who needs help, who doesn't have food this yeah. month or something, you know, like, or, but it's like, I, how do I get to them or who, wh- how, what, what do route I know? Do you yeah. Go? Like, how do I, how do I find those people? Like people are out there with signs, like I'm going to lose my house next yeah. month. Like, well, not to toot your own horn, but you, I mean, in the sense of helping people, you are one of the most gracious people that I personally know. I mean, you well, give thanks. blankets to the homeless, you make them sandwiches and <laughs> deliver them every year on Christmas and like Easter and like you do this stuff. And what I love about that, the way that you do it is you do it purely out of the goodness of your heart. You're not doing it and taking Instagram videos of you as you're giving them the sandwich and then closing up on the homeless person and being like, look at this homeless person. <laughs> They're having a shitty day and I just gave them a sandwich. I deserve a million views. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, you're out there. It's scary. You don't know what anybody's on, if they're on drugs or like what's happening in their life at that point in time. And you're, you know, you're helping them. I mean, I think that's really, I think that's important. I think that's really cool that you do that. And the fact oh, that it's, it's for you. It's not for Instagram. It's not for social media. It's not for some external thing where you're trying to get some credit as, Oh look, I'm a good person. Like you do that because it genuinely, I would assume it makes you feel good or like you just want to help. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that's lost on a lot of people. Well, thanks. I hope it's not. I hope, I hope it's something that people can be inspired to Mm -hmm. do because I think it's important. I mean, I live within my means and I have a little extra and that to me is like, great. Then, who, who can that go to or what can I do to help someone else? Because like you said, like there's so many people who have it so much worse mm-hmm. and yes, definitely in different countries, but even here, like there's so many people struggling and it's heartbreaking. And I think it's important to stay connected to that. It keeps you human. It keeps that part of you alive and, you know, wanting to, to help because I think in my experience, and I, I've said this to someone and had them, tell me I was wrong, but in my experience, life is hard. I think, I think life is hard and I think it's worth, worth fighting for and worth continuing, but it's hard. And I think that's where the root of me wanting to help 
people and however I can with whatever I can comes from because I just think life is so hard and if I have extra bread at the house and can make you a sandwich like okay why don't you have a sandwich like I don't like okay I'm not okay I don't know I don't know like it doesn't hurt yeah like I've got enough let me me yeah yeah so I don't know I I hope that other people will want to do that or find something within themselves I don't know how you I mean, like you said, like I'm not on social media. I don't know how to inspire other people to do that. But well, hopefully, <laughs> a few people might hear this. Yeah. Maybe they'll Maybe. be inspired to do something like that. Yeah, I think, like you said, like what is it? What That's is just it so interesting. Like I've never. I'm so thankful that you're my sister because <laughs> for a number of reasons. But one of those, one of them is that, like watching you do things. Like again, not to to your own horn or anything. But well, like, you really watching, want me to come I back, know, right? <laughs> Um, but like watching you do things like that, like I feel lucky because I feel like even just being born in this country, like your perspective can get jaded Mm -hmm. because most people here, most, um, can eat or can survive at least, but then you can look out into the world and it's like people are living on the sidewalk. Like they don't even have a sidewalk. It's a dirt road in a village with nothing and they have nothing. They literally have nothing and they're that's their life yeah and the only thing separating you from them is that you got some miracle that you were born here and you were not born over there not that over there's bad or anything's wrong with that but it's just like i think it's important to like like you said like give back and take a breath get some perspective and be like what like i mean i could have been born in afghanistan or i could have been like realistically you could have been born anywhere Mm -hmm. but you were born in the united states which for all of its problems, and it has a lot. I mean, it's a great country. Right. Um, We're very fortunate. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's so easy to lose sight of that. Oh, yeah. It's almost like that, you know, the spoiled little kid who has everything yeah. but then really wants that brand new toy. And I think it's easy for us over here to get like that. Like you said, like, obviously, there's so many horrible things and not comparing horrible to horrible, like... Losing your job right now during Would COVID be, is devastating. Especially if you have kids and you've got no right, money. Like, I mean, it's, I, can, I can't even imagine. Like, right. I, it's going to throw your world upside down. Yeah. But it's important too to like sit at home with yourself and say like, okay, well, thankfully in this country or is it the whole country or just our state at least that said like you can't evict them? That is a really good question. I don't know. Well, either way, right? Like, you know, you're not getting evicted this month compared mm-hmm. to like, I don't know if other countries, like, do other countries do that? Are they doing that? Are they making sure that people aren't just becoming more and more homeless? Like, yeah. you know, like, so keeping that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, and I, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I can't. It is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it really puts everything into perspective when you think about that. Not to be a bummer on the podcast. Right, I just, I, I don't know how we even got started <laughs> on that tangent. I was the little girl, but, um. Yeah, I, I don't know. On a lighter note, yeah. I am really enjoying the runs that we've been doing. You are. Oh, that's amazing! Since you haven't been doing them, so. <laughs> okay, well, finals were trying to kick my butt a little bit. I had to take a little time to just deal with that. It was only like two days. I mean, when was the last time we ran? Monday. Uh, I don't think you've run since last week. Wow, that that doesn't sound good. Well, we're running tomorrow. So it'll be, it'll make Hopefully. up for it. We'll I'll do, keep you guys updated. We'll do like 12 miles just to <laughs> bust it out really quick. <laughs> but you're training for a marathon, right? That's yeah. Ideally, that's what this is kind of going for for you? Yeah, I think right now it's just being able to stay consistent Active. with miles yeah, yeah. but uh, cim is in december so mm-hmm. i will be hopefully running that this cim year. is the california international marathon okay how <laughs> m- it's just a regular marathon uh i mean it's massive mm-hmm. where's it at it's in sacramento you oh, run cool. from uh outside of town i want to say it's somewhere like in Folsom. you start and then you run down to the capitol building in sacramento not i'm thinking of the half that you did yeah that's not that track it's a no. different track okay, okay okay yeah it's a completely different race so what drives somebody to want to run for 26 miles i gotta ask because i have I no like know. thinking about that it's like <laughs> you know i was thinking about that the past few times that we've run and what we've done four and three and i'm thinking about it and i'm like i really don't because i'm like maybe i could do a marathon or maybe i could do at least a half marathon and then by mile four i'm like 
why? Like, what? what <laughs> why? What do I want to kill myself? I could also just sit back, eat a pizza, and drink a beer and enjoy my life way more than that. Like, what is that mentality that pushes? Like, what do you get out of that? Is it like a runner's high kind of thing that you're just chasing? Or you know, people say there's like that runner's high, which I believe them because they're way more experienced. But you've than never me. experienced I, it. <laughs> I, I ran my first marathon what last year, and. I was like, oh, this is what death is like. Like, this is yeah. dying. <laughs> and after I finished, I was like, I don't know where the fun part was. Like, mm-hmm. I'm done with running. Um, That's why I can't believe you want to do it. You're so eager to do it again. It's like. I think it just comes from like the first time while well, running. I ran a half marathon first, as you know, and mm. then a marathon. And I think it's just seeing if your body can do it, you yeah. know, like I get that. pushing your body and the that. feeling of when you think you're like, you're like, there's no way I'm going to run 26 miles. Are you kidding me? Like, that sounds insane. And then you do it and you're like, oh, all right. Like, that's all right. Like, my body could do that. Like, that's pretty insane. And um, I mean, but they have like ultra runners, like people. Who 100 run- mile. The yeah. Moab is what? I I pulled it out. I know it's a real race. It's the mother of all races. And it's at least a hundred miles. I think it's something crazy like that. And you run it nonstop. Yeah. I mean, like what what is it? That is incredible though. I will give, I will say that like being able to push your body and just see how much you can go. I feel like to a lesser extent, like that's why I love the gym. It's because you're just pushing your body just to see, you know, can I do this the next day? Can I do this the next, next day? Like how far can we push this? So I do get it in that sense, I guess. But could you imagine running a hundred miles? No. Like, I, what is Your body must just be thrashed. Yeah. It's, I mean. Do you have any desire to do that? Get the no. scoop out right now. No. <laughs> Two years from now, hundred miles. Who knows? I think that I'm never going to do certain things. And then suddenly <laughs> I'm quitting my job and training for a hundred mile run. I don't know. Like it. So, but no, as of right now, I do not have any interest okay. in that. <laughs> We're going to just start with the regular marathon and then we'll yeah. wait and see. And see how that goes. And then try to convince everyone I know to run marathons <laughs> with me. So they're less boring when I'm just out there running and then go. I don't know about you though. I almost. Like, do you, when you run, do you talk? Like, do you want to have someone there to talk? I know that we kind of talk a little bit, but like, we're not in constant conversation when we're running. Mm, no, I, I don't mind spending time, you know, in mm. my head. And I think that I do that a lot. Obviously, I don't have social media again. So I spend time in my head. Yeah. Um, And I like it. But then there's also times when you're training so much that you're like, man, it would be nice to just do a slow run and like talk to someone and pretend like I'm not running. Just to running. break the monotony of it, I bet. Right. Yeah. And that happens when I'm like running, you know, 16, 17, 18 miles and I'm not a super fast runner. So it takes me a little bit and, you know, just being out there and when I'm running four times a week or whatever, mm-hmm. like... It's a lot of alone time. Yeah. Um. So it is nice to occasionally be able to have like, oh yeah, let's go run with someone and yeah. like just switch it up. Like it is nice, at pace. least for me. But I yeah. think everyone's different in their running. Just like how you and I are different at the gym. Like mm. I like to push my body and work out, but I also like to make faces at you, <laughs> and you're more focused. So like, yeah, know, yeah, running's like that. I think. Mm. I feel like I really enjoy. I definitely enjoy running with you and like being able to talk and like you know, make jokes at each other while we're running and stuff. Which is weird because you're so far ahead of me. It's almost (laughs) like you don't. (laughs) But I think, like, I've noticed, I like to listen to, like, the music too. So I'll have that, like, on low so I can still hear you. But I've noticed that, like, sometimes, I don't know if it's, like, sensory overload or something. Probably Mm. not. But, like, I have to pull out my headphones and I'll have to do, like, a mile without music. Like, just, I got to, like, refocus almost. Like, recalibrate what I'm doing and be like, okay. That happens to me. Like, I feel like I just get, like, not, like, a good zoned out like i'm just like okay what is happening like i gotta like you know how when you're driving and like you're looking for a house and you gotta turn down the volume to <laughs> see where you're going you're like you know how weird yeah. that sounds but you know what i'm yeah. talking about yeah i feel like i have to do that while we're running sometimes i did that actually when i trained for my first marathon uh more often than not i didn't listen to music when i ran was that because you weren't anticipating running with music in the marathon or that was just uh it just i think was where my head was at at the mm-hmm. time so but I have friends who run who are like um, pulling on my headphones or running without music for even 10 steps is like a no-go. Yeah. So I think it's just, like I said, like it's so individual. I think that's the cool thing about running is that everyone has their own take on it. And, you know, what I might do with my body to train and what you might do yeah. could be totally opposite, but we're both super successful in it. Or, you know, like some people are like, oh, yeah, 
every hour and a half that you run, you should be ingesting calories. And I'm like, um, I can barely drink water and it could be <laughs> a million degrees. Just slamming cheeseburgers as, <laughs> as you're running just bites. You got someone behind you. I got a pizza next. See, like, and so just like, and some people are like, oh yeah, you got to like carb load the night before. And I'm like, I ate a bagel the night before the race and I get up and I go and hope for the best. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> We're just going to see what happens. Yeah. And then like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I know my body needs water, but I just don't want to drink it. And other people are mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm like, they're constantly water. pounding yeah. water. So it's just, it's so interesting. Like how you're pushing your body. And obviously like we're all humans, I guess yeah. is how you'd explain it. But like everyone's like different, so different. in how they're yeah. like able to do it. So when you, run or i guess when you're going to run this marathon are you going to do that in like a fasted state or are you going to try to bring out like some granola bars maybe and eat while you're because i mean 26 miles how long is that going to take to run five hours uh, well the yeah it's like you know there's fast people who run in like under three or something oh, or like yeah super fast i'm hoping to be right around the like just over four hour mark okay which that's is, still for 26 miles that's that's a what pace is that do you know uh no my yeah no i don't know i'm not a super fast runner mm. so um i just like to go and you know yeah. see what my body will do yeah. but you move i mean you move pretty quick you uh, can you can maintain way better than i can i might be a little bit faster because i've got longer legs but you can maintain your pace like nobody's business well thanks yeah um so last time i ran the marathon i ate the night before at like in early ish evening Mm -hmm. and then um i think i maybe choked down a banana before the the start yeah the morning of the race like an hour before and then just ran on an empty stomach so i was like so hungry after but um running so much at least for me normally suppresses my appetite so i'm not super hungry mm-hmm. um and you know the fact of like feeling like you're dying doesn't really make you that hungry yeah you can't really so. focus on me like, yeah, <laughs> yeah i can really go for a cheeseburger it's, it's just like, like please don't every- let my legs give out yeah like everything else hurts and you're hoping like you don't fall on your face because your yeah. legs are so tired so that helps. or poop your like, pants isn't that a thing <laughs> <laughs> i mean i, I feel like i read that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right isn't that a thing yeah and some people are just, just like Whoop. you're so into it something just slides out and what do you i mean what do you do okay so in my training it actually was addressed like i used to like when i was first training for the marathon i was listening to all these other people talk about their first marathons and marathon training and they're like listen oh they were you, talking about yeah, it they talked about it, like if you feel like you're gonna crap yourself just slow down a little bit try to drink some water oh, it will pass like you'll be fine but there are definitely people there's got to be some that, horror stories yeah i just i would be i would be run. done i'd be like i'm what done what do you do that right. is a mindset if you <laughs> shit your pants and you just keep you're like i'm not i'm doing it i'm gonna finish this race i don't care if i have to take another shit i'm finishing this <laughs> yeah they do like, have right? bathrooms along the way and I are they am, pretty frequent there's like halfway or quarter way no they're pretty they're more frequent than that and in the races that i've run they tell you like especially for the marathon it was like there's going to be aid stations and support and bathrooms mm-hmm. at mile three six nine twelve fifteen or whatever it is yeah. so you kind of have that in your head if you read about your race um and then, like, you know, if you're running in the woods, I guess, and it's, like, a real situation, you could just, like, run just off the trail, down. which would be my approach. But if you're running through be... down to the Sacramento Capitol and you just got to let one rip. I, you could just run up and knock on someone's door. I'm that's, thinking, right? Like, well, can I please That's how in? you get kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> so, shit your pants, get kidnapped. I might go with the pants situation. I see, gotta be I might honest. go with kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's nice to see where your priorities are at. Yeah. So, that's where oh. we're at. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. That would not be... That would be a bad way to go through a race mom is giving us the, the sign of okay well <laughs> uh thank you so much for coming on Sarah. i'm sure well i hope that you'll be back on well yeah definitely okay. cool i had a really fun time thank you i did too all right thanks Jeff. bye